Welcome to the Financially Intelligent Physicians Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. David Norris, and together we will be discussing what they didn't, or rather oftentimes, won't teach you in medical school or residency. Now, my mission and purpose is to help you develop the practice you desire through business education. And over the course of these podcasts, we're going to cover topics such as leadership, financial intelligence, patient satisfaction, process improvement, negotiations, and many more. In today's topic, we're going to look at two things that we're going to kill your negotiations every time. Now, as I help physicians with their negotiations, I've noticed one thing that seems to take them off the rails and sour the talks. And unfortunately, it's a common behavior for most folks. And and we we learn this early in our childhood uh, and we rely upon these habits. And to be fair, these habits do oftentimes protect us, but in a negotiation table, Um, If used improperly, they can hurt us. So what are these two things that can kill our negotiations? Well, they are assumptions and expectations. Now, these dangerous habits um, that we have by holding assumptions and then from our assumptions we create expectations, um, those two things, these two beliefs, will do more to torpedo our negotiations than anything else. And, and, And here's why. So assumptions arise from the false belief that we know everything there is to know about a negotiation, okay? We often tell ourselves we know what the other side will say or what they will or will not accept or consider. You know, we believe we know exactly how they think and how they're going to respond, right? We assume a lot about the other side. And often these assumptions are based upon past experiences, yet we rarely ever, if able, are, are able to uh, test those assumptions. Um, and I... Uh, I'm not surprised by the number of folks who think they know exactly uh, how a negotiation is going to proceed. You know, I think it's human nature to try to attempt uh, to predict the future, yet frequently, um, you know, um, we can be sort of accurate at it. Um, You know, we might, when we hold these assumptions about others all the time, you know, just the other day, um, I assume that my wife would never really want to go to a particular restaurant because the last four times I mentioned the idea, it was shot down. So this time, when we were talking about where we wanted to go dine that evening, I didn't even mention it. And this is the time that she brings it up and says she wants to go. You know, I assume she would never want to go because I've continually asked if she wants to go there. So I didn't even make the, the, the suggestion because I had an assumption of her. So if I can't read or understand or predict how my wife of over 20 years is going to behave, I really have a hard time understanding how any of us are going to be able to predict the behavior of a party on the other side of the table that we barely know. So, and and, and that's the dangerous thing about assumptions is that they lead us to expectations. And these, these expectations are strongly held beliefs that something will occur in the future. And the issue with holding expectations is our emotional response when those expectations don't come to life. You know, uh, I can expect my son to mow the lawn, but when he doesn't, I'm going to have a variety of emotions from disappointment to frustration to maybe a little concern for his well-being. Um, he might just be acting like a lazy teenager, or he might have a big project at school and working on that, or he might not be feeling well and caught whatever illness is going around the school. I don't know until I ask about it. You know, I can have, walk around with all these expectations and 
and those assumptions. But until I actually ask about it, I actually do not know. You know, I have to, what I have to do is I have to acknowledge the emotions I'm feeling and then refocus and ask questions so that I get a clearer picture and not let my assumptions and expectations cloud my judgment or uh, sway my behavior one way or the other. So at the negotiating table, uh, the same thing is going to happen to you, especially if you hold expectations. You might accept them to accept the terms or counter with a specific set of numbers. And when they don't, you'll begin to experience these emotions. You know, if you've built up your positive expectations and you suddenly feel anxiety and the fear of losing the deal, yeah, it might be a trap they're trying to set for you, or it might just be a trap you set for yourself. So expectations, you know, don't use them as those roadblocks as we determine our, as your success in a negotiation, right? So, because if we don't hit those expectations, that's when our, negotiations will begin to unravel. That's when we try to control the results and we try to fix things to get to our expectations. And when we do that, we risk demonstrating neediness and other bad emotions at the negotiating table. You know, so the important thing to remember is what do we really control in life? Well, we don't control the results. All right. We control the processes that get those results. And when the other side is not meeting our expectations, we are often tempted to try and control them. We might even think we can. Um, however, I've never really met another person who's able to control another human being. I don't know about you, but um, I had a hard time controlling my six-month-old lab puppy. Um, I had a hard time controlling my children, and it gets worse and worse as they get older for some reason. So how can I expect to control a complex person on the other end of the table? It's, it's simply impossible. So right there is why we get into negotiations or trouble in our negotiations. We think we can control them. And, and in our attempts to control them or the results, we try to manipulate them. We try to make them do things that we want or we need. And uh, our behaviors either come across as neediness or they come across as very aggressive. And, and ultimately, when we try to control them, we've essentially taken away their right to veto. That is their right to say no. And that's the fundamental definition of a negotiation. Uh, a negotiation is when two or more parties are engaged in the work of trying to reach an agreement with every party having the right to veto. And if we walk in to a negotiation with these expectations and they don't meet them and then we try to manipulate and control them, we've essentially taken away their right to veto. And I don't even know that if you're really in a negotiation anymore. Um, now I'm not real surprised, uh, that folks become emotional when their expectations are not met. Um, you know, the reason this happens is because they begin with those assumptions and it's those assumptions that are going to really lead you to the, a mistake. So what's the solution? Well, how do you keep your assumptions at bay? How do we prevent them from creating expectations? And that's a great question. And the first place to start is with our mindset. You know, we have to start with a growth mindset, one that recognizes that we don't have all the information, you know, and one that understands that you only control processes, not the results and not the people. 
So an excellent tool for keeping your mind open and free of assumptions and expectations, what we call blank slating. You know, consciously make an effort and recognize what you do and do not know. You know, and then create a plan that helps you fill in the missing pieces of information. You know, craft great questions that help you complete the puzzle you're seeing. You know, know what you can and can't control and, and establish and set valid objectives and goals for yourself. If you do this before you walk into a negotiation, you're going to have greater success at the table. If you'd like more help with your negotiations, visit my website or, or enroll in my online course. I'm very happy you've decided to invest in yourself. It's the best decision you'll ever make. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please share them with your friends and colleagues. And be sure to check out my books at Barnes & Noble and Amazon, as well as my online courses at www.davidnorrismdmba.com. Have a wonderful day. I'll see you next time.